Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 34th and final edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year, we're going to check in with the voice of Monmouth College Athletics, and that's none other than the imitable Fighting Scott Sports Information Director, Nathan Boliva. Nathan is going to look back on the 2023 school year in Fighting Scott's Athletics. another busy and successful year, as well as a year for first for Monmouth College Athletics in 2022-2023. And as we close out this season of Monmouth College Conversation Podcast, it's appropriate to do that as well with Monmouth College Athletics by chatting with Sports Information Director Nathan Boliva. Nathan oversees the college's athletics website. That's monmouthscots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Nathan also oversees Monmouth's athletic social media platforms. He calls play-by-play action for many Scots athletic events. And then he also produces Scott Scoop. That's an e-newsletter about Fighting Scots athletics, and I encourage you to sign up for it. During the school year, you can tune in to Monmouth Radio during the 8 o'clock hour on most Monday mornings to hear Nathan discuss all things Fighting Scots related. You can listen to that on WMOI-FM 97.7 on your FM dial, WRAM AM 1330, and it's also available online at 977WMOI.com. Nathan says there was a lot to like about the Fighting Scots in 2022-23. There was also much to celebrate, starting with football. Yeah, you know, overall for uh, for athletics, there were a bunch of things to uh, to highlight, to have success, uh, and to build off of. Uh, the The first of those was, was football, um, w- sharing a conference title, um, which was uh, the, the the lone conference title for for Monmouth Athletics uh, in the 22-23 school year in, in football shared that title. Um, Lake Forest got the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, and then we went to the the Lakefront Bowl, uh, the the Cousin Subs Bowl up in uh, what ended up being snowy uh, suburbs of of Milwaukee for that day, and uh, and turned out to be a, a great game for for Monmouth. Evan Lawrence was the game MVP. Um, you know, had a had a monster day on the ground running in that snow. Uh, the defense was all over the place. We had a, a block kick and uh, forced a couple turnovers and, and scored a touchdown. Uh, on, on defense special teams uh, and, and had a, a big day and got a big win over uh, over Concordia, Wisconsin to win that first ever Lakefront Bowl and bring that big trophy back to campus. So uh, a big success there for, for football uh, to, to do that and something to build off uh, into this year uh, because the, all those players won a ring and got a conference title and, um, and, and got a taste of what that success means. And, and then, um, you know, also, winning in in basketball in, in the winter 
the men going to the the conference tournament um, and, and knocked off Rippon twice, and Rippon was the defending champions in the regular season from last year, and they also were picked to finish first. We were not picked to finish in the top four, uh, and, and the guys I think saw that at the beginning of the year how how they were picked and played with a chip on their shoulder, and we had a couple uh, returning players. Jordan Metcalf had another great year all conference, and then you know to have David Williams as the newcomer of the year. Declan Flynn made uh, a, a big leap up as a sophomore um, and then had some some really good years. Kyle Taylor is a freshman point guard uh, who was new. Jordan Hill is a transfer from Rippon who was new to us uh, but not new to the league. Uh, played really well. So to have those guys in and, and to mix in um, you know some some returners with some freshmen you, you know you make that leap you go from uh, from a three win season and, and one in conference to uh, a double digit win season and, and making the, the final four making the conference tournaments fantastic so uh, again something to build off there and, and to make that next step and then uh, you know track into the winter uh, and the spring for their two seasons indoor and outdoor a bunch of individual uh, conference championships individual performances Caleb Toberman in the indoor season qualified for nationals uh, as a thrower uh, Maddie Boley uh, in the outdoor season and discus qualified uh, as a thrower Maddie was what a year she had I mean she she was the indoor field performer of the year, winning a conference title. She won two conference titles outdoor, was named all region. She's a sophomore. She's already won the discus twice in conference and qualified for nationals. Um, already has now four individual conference championships, um, you know, as, as a sophomore. So two more years for her to build on that. She also does a great job working in our sports info department. So does Caleb. I, I joked with those two all years. They kept winning, winning titles and winning player of the week awards. They were just making me work uh you know and they kind of would have that joke when they'd go out on the weekend and like hey we're gonna make you stay up late and write tonight I'm like hey that's great let's do it um uh, you know and they, they both had great years and um you know, had a lot of success, success there. Uh, you know, unfortunately on the baseball and softball sides, we, we missed the conference tournament by, uh, you know, one or two games, uh, looking, looking at those standings where it was just, you flip one game and, and in both teams cases, it was a, a one run game here. Um, you know, where you, you, you flip that and, and now you're in the, you're in a tiebreaker for, to, for making, uh, the, the final four. Um, you know, volleyball finished right outside of the, the top four after making the tournament the the previous year and uh you know had some some overall good performances uh in swimming we had a, a couple school records set uh by by Jalen Sellers uh, she set multiple school records at the conference championships um you know we we had that throughout with individual performances um you know throughout a bunch of sports as well but those were the uh the top ones that stick out to me were football men's basketball and then the individual track performances had new coaches in 22-23, cross-country, track and field, and tennis. Yeah, I mean, the highlight of those is is track and field where, uh, you know, Coach Brian Woodard's been here for a very long time as an assistant coach. And, uh, you know, Coach Haynes stepped down from coaching to, to focus on on being the athletic director solely where he'd been doing both of those for, what, 14, 15 years. Um, you know, so Coach Woodard able to step into that role and, uh, you know, took right off with it. And, uh, you know, like, like we just talked about, had a bunch of individual conference champions. We had a relay that won both indoors and 
Oregon Outdoors that won a championship. Um, you know, he, he's got a couple of assistants with him. Um, one that, that's new and, and one that, that's been here, uh, you know, either as a student or as a coach for six years in, in Kenzie Baker, who uh, was an All-American in her own right and uh, on the track. And, uh, you know, now they've got a, a first year full recruiting under those and, and they've got a monster recruiting class coming in uh, for next year that, that, that looks fantastic. So, um, you know, the, and, and part of his assistant coach, uh, Coach Brady Hunt, is one of the new head coaches where, uh, you know, Coach Hunt came in last spring and was an assistant for track but then became a first-time cross-country coach in the fall um, and, and got his first taste of that and, and coaching the cross-country squads. We got to host the cross-country championships here for the Midwest Conference, and now he's got his first full recruiting class again. I believe it's four men, four women uh, coming in uh, for uh, for the fall of 23 for the cross-country side. So, um, you know, ready to go there after finishing in, in sixth place in the conference uh, on the men and seventh on the women for, from last year. And then uh, tennis, again, same thing with, with Brian Dahlstrom. He came in last summer right about this time, maybe even a little later into July, I would guess. If I if I remember correctly, it was in July. Um, so he had no time to get out there and, and recruit for for last year. Um, the, the numbers were down a little bit on the men's side. The women played um, competitively. Natalie Lebicki was newcomer of the year, uh, made it to the semifinals in number one singles and with Emily Laughlin in number one doubles and had a fantastic year on the tennis court so excited to see what she'll do this coming year as a, as a sophomore uh, he had a lot of seniors on the women's team to replace coming into this year and then the uh, the men only had one senior in the spring, um, but also only had five players out there for the year because of a couple of injuries and in, in, uh, in, in graduation from the year before. So um, a, a good year and a good summer now for Coach Dahlstrom to recruit and, and build on that team and, and get them improving into next year. And the other nice thing is tennis has a resurfaced uh, playing facility. They That was one of the highlights of the year as well. Yeah, a couple new parts there. Uh, one with the, the resurfaced courts, which look fantastic. I know that's big for recruiting. Got the windscreens up there that are branded um, with our, our logo on them as well, which is great. And then uh, also, uh, you know, played indoors here a couple of times uh, this uh, uh, this this spring uh, with, with the men when weather was a little rainy or, or uh, in one case, still cold and windy outside. Um, but also got to practice inside a lot, which was something on the courts that that wasn't done previously. So Coach Dahlstrom uh, embraced that and, and, and didn't let those days go and didn't worry about driving over to Galesburg and all that. So got everything going here inside and and, uh, and was able to use those as instruction days too. You know, Nathan, you talk about the accomplishments on the field, on the court, but I think the really the great story every year about Monmouth College Athletics is what the students do as scholar-athletes. There's a lot of success in the classroom with Monmouth College students who play on the sports teams. There really is. And uh, Heather Turnquist, our administrative assistant, who is uh, the best in the business, we were talking about that this morning because she's putting together the uh, the list for all conference in, in Midwest Conference, which that'll come out July 15th. So she was working on that t- today to get it submitted. 
excited. We've got a couple from the uh, the St. Louis Intercollegiate Athletic Conference uh, for golf um, that that will get their awards as well. Uh, is this year we were you know part of three conferences, so there's a lot to do there. Um, but there's a lot of teams that throughout this summer are going to win um, their academic awards from their coaches association, whether it's the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association, uh, the American Baseball Coaches Association will be right there in that one. Uh, volleyball, we, we've we've gotten that the last few years. Softball through the National Fast Pitch, um, we will as as well. I would imagine um, they'll they'll be right there on a, on a bunch of those. Uh, tennis will be close um, again, depending on on uh, their their parameters and where we fall there. So there'll be a bunch of those team awards that come in, which are great. Swimming, women's swimming, will definitely uh, get that one. We'll have some individuals in a bunch of those sports too. I know Coach Woodard was submitting the the track ones the other day and came in. We were talking about a couple of uh, of people that that were um, uh, right there because in, in in track to get the academic one, you have to not only have a three point three, but you also have to be the top fifty uh, performances in your position. Um, so we had a handful of of those with the you know the Maddie Bowie and, and Addie Cox and Amanda Dibel where and, and Reed Wilson where they're they're right there. Uh, you know they've all got it academically and then they're right there on the top fifty. So he was you know kind of depends on who else also uh, applies on those. But we also had this year through the organization that I'm a part of, which used to be called COSIDA. It's now called, called College Sports Communicators um, to uh, to embrace all the communications and the people that do uh, graphics and video and all that stuff and not just the SIDs. Um, but we had 33 uh, student athletes who were uh, all district for that. And, and to do that, you have to be at a 3.5. So it's even a little bit higher than a lot of the coaches association awards are. You have to be at a 3.5. You also have to have participated uh, in 50% of your team's uh, games or uh, or events, depending on the on the sport. Um, you know, so you're you're not only a uh, intelligent and, and hardworking student but you're also a productive athlete. So it really combines that student athlete part. And then all of those that get all district um, progress to the next level and can be voted on by the SIDs and the college sports communicators to be uh, all America, which we've not had a a Monmouth college student athlete get academic all American through that organization in, in a decade. And that's my goal is that hopefully we'll have somebody who can progress to that level. You know, it's tough when you're, you know, you're filling all that out and you know you're competing against students that are that are coming from you know schools with these fantastic reputations whether it's the University of Chicago where they might be a a tennis player winning a national championship and also getting a 4.0 at the University of Chicago um, you know or or, you know Case Western Reserve or you know Johns Hopkins who was just in the baseball uh, college world series over in Cedar Rapids and and you know some of these things so you're trying to combine when you're writing up those nominations you're trying to find the best of the best and you know people that are competing for conference championships at our level and also you know really turning it on academically and they're participating in things across campus and um, you know we're, we're getting ready now to to fill out a nomination for for woman of the year and we've got a really good candidate I think that, that we're putting up for that by June 21st and, and working on that ballot and and we'll see what we can get as far as you know Midwest Conference woman of the year and and hopefully you uh, you know, a finalist in the top, I think they do the top 10 for division three and, um, 
you know, you're combining academics, you're combining athletics, you're combining uh, community service and that, you're combining, uh, you know, volunteer work, other activities on campus. And what our students do, uh, I see it firsthand when I'm trying to do scheduling because you've got, I'm trying to find somebody to work on a basketball game and, oh, they've got a fraternity or a sorority event or they're in corral or they're in band or they've got an art project, uh, you know, or they've, they've got, um, you know, a different organization. They're, they're doing something with the, with the play, um, you know, with, with music and, uh, oh, or maybe they work somewhere else in town. Uh, you know, they work up at, at Tin Cup or Dame Fine or they or, or wherever it might be, or they're doing an internship and, and getting better. These kids do so much, and it's just awesome then to watch them succeed uh, and, and to go out and, you know, to, to, to watch. I had a handful of graduates this year that worked for me, um, you know, and to watch them celebrate getting that first job, uh, whether it's as a one, one as a teacher, one working at Charles Schwab, uh, one getting accepted into to graduate school at Western Illinois, you know, just watch them get that and, and see them celebrate it is, is really cool. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Monmouth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. A reminder to not only follow Monmouth Athletics during the school year on social media, but also sign up for Nathan's excellent e-newsletter. It's called Scott Scoop. You can sign up for it at the Monmouth College Athletics website, mammothscots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Now let's get back to my conversation with Nathan Beliva. Nathan says that when the 2023-2024 Fighting Scots season gets underway, there will be two new coaches on the Mama sidelines in the sports of volleyball and women's basketball. Yeah, you know, right now that that's our setup with with two new uh, coaches, and uh, you know, they're they're both in in women's sports. Uh, and uh, Coach Brokmeyer with uh, volleyball will be our first one in to uh, to his season as things get going into August. There on the on the volleyball side, um, with uh, you know, really just just one returning uh, fifth year player and Amanda Dybel, and then uh, a lot of contributing uh, juniors and. Uh, in, in, and sophomores that that are back on the volleyball side, uh, a couple that had some really good years last year. So a lot for him to build on with that. Uh, and then on on basketball, uh, we got Michelle Decoud who uh, comes in here from uh, Hastings, Nebraska. Um, she was an All American at uh, the University of Dallas. Actually, both of our coaches have Nebraska ties, which is uh, uh, you know kind of funny and ironic to to be a little bit further away. Uh, Coach Brookmeyer came here from North Central, but has uh, has Nebraska Nebraska ties and, uh, and and then so does Michelle uh, co- coaching at Hastings where she uh, went to graduate school um, started at the University of Dallas and was a three-time All-American there she's a native of Colorado um, so she comes in for women's basketball has a little bit more time before their season starts um, but they also lost four starting seniors off of the women's basketball team so a lot more to replace there um, you know off of off of that program from what uh, you know Coach Jones did on the women's 
women's basketball side and Coach Butler, um, you know, off the, off the volleyball side, both made a conference tournament while they were here. Uh, Coach Butler, who was Coach Tebow before she was married, um, you know, with, with uh, an extra season there, but both of them made the conference tournament and uh, continued building on what was, um, you know, left for them um, from their from their previous coaches, and and now it's on to um, you know to, to Coach Brokemeyer and, and Coach Taku to to build off of what those two coaches did and continue competing in the Midwest Conference and uh, and, and building us into uh, where we want to be uh, for Mama College volleyball and, and basketball. Mentioned earlier, Roger Haynes moved into the role as full-time athletics director at Monmouth College after doing both that and running the track and field program for more than a dozen years. He was honored with a pretty special award for his contributions and his achievements. Yeah, the Midwest Conference uh, giving out a, an, an award that they they do a couple times a, a year, and and we've got that plaque for for Coach Haynes sitting in my office and uh, and ready to give to him. And uh, you know what an honor for for him and and everything that he's done here. Um, you know, I mean, starting as a as a student athlete in the into the the late seventies and uh, making the Hall of Fame for that, and then you know winning uh, you know almost a hundred uh, conference titles, and and when you combine conference titles and coach of the year awards it's well over 100 uh in, into those two and, and bringing home four national trophies uh on the the track side and um you know just countless uh hall of famers that that learned under him and then you look at the coaches that are here um that that have learned under him uh, some of them um uh, you know played here different sports while he was the athletic director when you're when you're talking like a coach paterni type uh you know coach van alstein they they all were student athletes here when um you know coach freitag when 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 coach haynes was here and then uh you know some of the other young coaches now that, that he's mentored through and then obviously on the on the track side with coach woodard uh coach evers who was here and and, and then left and in coach baker um you know john welty was was one of those into that group and um you know he goes back even to, to coach Russell who was you know was here for a, a long time as well so um, you know you see that legacy throughout the building uh, you know I've been here for two years and he's had a big impact on me and, and how I approach things and and how I work in in athletics and um, you know really how I, I do things you know in, in life and in the way that that I approach things and the lessons you learn from him I, I, it's great every time we sit down there in the staff meetings because he can relate anything um, you know through track and, and it's, it's just fascinating to to watch him talk and, and, and to listen to him talk and to, to watch those presentations and um, you know how he can use his life experiences and, and kind of mold it into something that, that we're going to take away uh, from that meeting and, and to, to me with that you know he's kind of like a, a teacher or a professor um, you know that, that does that and just has such a vested interest in everything that happens here and everything we do and you know whether or not our teams are successful or if our students are successful if they're um you know not only on the court but you know in, in in life and in the classroom as well and and what they're all doing you know he walks by and my students will be out there working he'll walk by he'll stop and talk to them you know what are you working on you know how some of them are obviously are student athletes he'll ask them about their oh, how was the road game on saturday what what did you learn from that you know and and just curious and you know he's always learning too which i think is awesome so uh for him to get honored by the midwest conference is great individually for him 
he'll be the first to tell you that it, it it's more about the institution and everybody else here. Um, you know, but it's it's a great honor for him, and 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 it's really cool that that he got recognized uh, by his fellow athletic directors and by the people in the conference. Then you get to do this all again. You get to start up again on August 9th. That's when the football players move in to the residence halls on campus, followed shortly thereafter by the other uh, fall sports student athletes. Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. It's always a, a, a little bit of excitement and kind of a jolt of injury, jolt of energy, easy for me to say, when they come back on campus and, and get things going again. Um, you know, but we get, we get a little bit of a break here get things ready uh you know on the website to uh to match up it, it, it's kind of a, a whirlwind when they get back because you you're you're figuring out who's who from all the newcomers and then you also get a lot of uh jersey changes you get a lot of uh people oh wait no that's not how you spell my name or uh you know you you find out if somebody wants to go by you know matthew or matt or if they they uh, have a nickname or maybe they're like me and they go by their middle name and and then we're making changes on on the website for all of that stuff. Um, you know, we're getting as many pictures and headshots as we can, working with Kent and and your staff and, and getting everything done. So it's just kind of a, you know, you, you take a deep breath and then August 9 hits and then August 16th when all the other students get here, we're getting, um, you know, all the other student athletes are here. We're getting the same thing with them with headshots and bio information and team photos. And um, then the next thing you know, it's, it's September 1st and we've got our first first, uh, you know, first actual live home activity um, and, and ready to go. We'll have a few events before that with exhibition games um, and, and tennis has got a road match in Iowa. Uh, golf will have something um, before September 2 in all likelihood they, they usually do. Um, not at home, but but something to cover and then we'll get that first home event with uh, with women's soccer on September 1 and then, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sprint through uh, you know, the whole month of September and October. That's Nathan Beliva. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics at Monmouth College. That's because he's the sports information director. Be sure to keep your internet browser dialed up throughout the summer to the college's athletics website. That's monmouthscots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the e-newsletter, Scott Scoop. We'll start being a weekly publication when the students return to campus in August. And that's a wrap on this 34th and final episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year. In addition to all of my guests who were gracious enough to allow me to interview them and endure my often simple questions, a big thanks to everyone who helps make this podcast possible week after week. That includes my co-workers, the aforementioned Nathan Beliva, Tim Bridge, Barry McNamara, Tucker Quinn, and Emily Renwick. And even though he has officially retired, the work of college historian Jeff Rankin continues to loom large, both throughout this podcast and throughout the campus as well. Also, a big thanks to this podcast's producer, that's 2022 Monmouth College alumnus C.J. Bonifer. He also happens to be my very talented and creative son. You can tell us what you think about this podcast or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. 
until our next conversation, which will be sometime in mid-August. That's when we start the 2023-2024 series. This is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and a safe and enjoyable summer.